0: Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you are pure being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I On the banks of the river of wisdom. He was told by the doctors that he had two months to live, so his daughter came to India to spend that time along with the rest of the family. Life's knocks had embittered him, and he had lost all faith in God. He was unwilling to see a counselor nor listen to anything religious. The daughter wanted him to be cheerful, but all her attempts at sharing some wisdom from the Bhagavad Gita led him to withdraw into a shell. Feeling helpless, she asked me how we could help him. I suggested that she ask her father if he had any unfulfilled wishes. He said no. Then what would make him happy? What would make him feel like his presence had mattered? What was he most proud about? And she said, providing for our family in difficult times and ensuring a decent education for all the three children. And hence I suggested that as a family, they talk about old times, all the memorable moments in his life. If her father veered, and wallowed in his problems, it was important for him to express. Then, she could gently bring him back to what he had learned, how he had grown, and most importantly, how he had provided for his family. As a daughter, she could share what she had learned from him, the life lessons, that she and others had learned by observing him, which he still held dear and was passing on to his grandkids. Watching movies, playing his favourite songs, remembering happy times, might lighten his mood. Perhaps his heart would soften, the smile would grow wider, and there might be a twinkle in the eye. At some point in time, if he was receptive, she could share what she understood about the framework of karma, which is pervaded by Bhagavan. One's blessings and suffering in this lifetime is due to our karma, the choices in this lifetime and previous lifetimes. Knowing that he is cared for, everyone wants him to be happy and wishes him well might be enough for him. I also suggested that she pray for strength to deal with the impending loss and peace and strength for his onward journey. A few weeks later, she called me to say that his last days were peaceful. On the day her father passed away, he himself had asked for Om Namah Shivaya to be played in a low volume. Although surprised, the family played it on loop, trusting that the Lord would take care of their father's onward journey. Research about the five most common regrets shared by people who are nearing their death were 1. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life that others expected of me. 2. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. 3. I wish I had had the courage to express my feelings. 4. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. 5. I wish that I had let myself be happier. So, if these are the five most common regrets shared by people nearing their death, then it's important that we pay attention to these areas of our life so that we can make the most of the time we have and not postpone what is important to us. To deal with death, we have to understand what dies. And what does not die, isn't it? Who dies, the Atma or the body? The short answer is the body dies. The Atma, that is you, can never die as the Atma is not limited by space nor time. Then the question is, are you the Atma or are you the body? Who dies? You are the Atma. The Bhagavad Gita reminds us there is no reason for sorrow, for death, because you as the Atma cannot die. But our experience and identity is that we are just this body. Tatva Bodha is a foundational text in Vedanta which is a must-listen for anyone who interested in vedanta as it explains and clarifies many terms tatva bodha asks the question and also provides the answer atma kaha who is atma the self and the answer is sthula sukshma karana vyatiriktaha, vyatiriktah rupa rup san yasthishtati sa atma one who remains different from the gross, subtle and causal bodies and who remains as the limitless, that is consciousness, which is all fullness, that is Atma, that is you. The body is threefold and each definition has four aspects to it. The material out of which each body is made, the components of each body, that is the parts that make up the particular body, the function of the body and nature of the body. So, since this body is threefold, let's look at each of them because the atma is other than these three bodies. Sthula shariram kim? What is the gross body? This definition has four components. Panchikrita Pancha Shariram This body which is made of crossified five great elements space, air, water, fire and earth and hence it can return to the elements. Satkarma Janyam Kritam The body is born due to past good actions. What is a function of the body? Sukadukadi bhoga Ayatanam It is the abode for the experiences of happiness, sorrow, etc. And it serves as a temporary abode for all these experiences. Only by residing in the body, we can conduct our different interactions. What is the nature of this body? Asti jayate vardhate viparinamate <inaudible> apakshiyate vinashyati iti shatvikara vat. The body is endowed with the sixfold modifications of asti, that is potential existence in the womb of the mother. Jayate, birth. Vardhate, once the body is born, it starts growing. Viparinamate, after the body has become an adult body, it undergoes various modifications. apakshiate, it declines or ages, basically grows old. Vinashyati, the body dies, after which we cannot keep the body for a long time. The Bhagavad Gita points out to a certain reality. Jatasya hidruvo mrityu ruvan janmam ritasya cha parihar natvam sho arhasi 2.27 For that which is born, death is certain. And for that which is dead, birth is certain. Therefore, you ought not to grieve over that which cannot be altered. The body is visible to you and others. And the average lifespan of a human being ranges from 60 to 120 in different countries. So, to summarize, the gross body is that... Which is made up of the crossified five great elements, Panchamahabhutas. It is born due to past good karma. It is the abode for the experiences of happiness, sorrow, etc. It is endowed with the sixfold modifications of exists, is born, grows, undergoes changes, decays, and dies. Then, Sukshma Shari Ramkim, What is the subtle body? This definition also has four components: A Panjikrit Panja The subtle body is that which is made up of the ungrossified five great elements, panchamahabhutas. mahabhutas What is the material of the subtle body? So just as there are gross five elements, There are subtle five elements. Subtle space, Akasha, subtle air, Vayu, subtle fire, Agni, subtle water, Apaha, subtle earth, Prithvi. Although subtle, all of this is matter and hence the body is material in nature. What are its components? The sukshma sharira, or the subtle body, has 17 parts. Panchanyani indriyani. So these are five sense organs of knowledge, which include the ears for knowledge of sounds, the eyes for knowledge of sights, the skin for knowledge of touch, the tongue for knowledge of tastes, and the nose for knowledge of fragrances. This refers to the capacity of the organs and not to the actual physical organ which is a part of the gross body anyway. indriyani, 5 organs of action by which we respond hands for varieties of actions feet for movement organ of speech for expression the genital organ for pleasure and procreation and the anus for evacuation. Again these are capacities of the five organs that pervade the physical organs of action. Panta Pranadi, five-fold pranas, which is like an energy system that makes the functions of respiration, digestion, circulation, assimilation and evacuation possible. 15 done, two more to go. Manaha two more which make up the 17 components Manas which is a seat of desires the intellect which is a deciding function and with both of these another two come along Chitam which is a memory of experiences and finally the ahankara, the sense of I who holds it all together. How did this subtle body come about? Satkarma karma janyam kritam It is born of the past karma. Right actions. What is its function? Sukha dukha bhoga sadhanam It is the instrument for all the experiences of pleasures, sorrows, etc. as it is a subtle body Pervading the entire gross body and helps us to transact in this world. So, to summarize, the subtle body is that which is made up of the ungrossified five great elements, is born of the past right actions, it is the instrument for the experience of pleasures, sorrows, etc., it has 17 parts with five sense organs of knowledge, five organs of action, five pranas, the mind and the intellect. So this subtle body or sukshma sharira is evident and recognizable only for oneself and not available for the others. What is in my mind I know, what are my feelings I know, but you are not able to see my mind or know my feelings or my memory because it's available only for me and not for others, it's called the subtle body and it's not concrete like the gross body. So when a person dies, only the gross body is no longer available as an abode for the subtle body. The subtle body or sukshma sharira leaves the gross body which is no longer livable. The subtle body is like the subtle body that you visualize in your dream of yourself. It travels across lifetimes and depending on the karma that fructifies is reborn. So the right word is that the jiva in the form of sukshma sharira has left the body, not the atma. The atma is ever-present. Some of you can now appreciate the importance given to refining the mind, neutralizing it of ragas and dveshas, thinking clearly and having a relationship with Bhagavan, because we only carry the mind forward across lifetimes. Sometimes we see children who are very cranky and sometimes we see children who are calm and peaceful by nature Indicative of the mind that they have brought forward from previous lifetimes. Karana Shariram Kim, what is the causal body? Anirvachya Anadi Avidya Rupam, that which is in the form of indefinable, beginningless ignorance. The material out of which the causal body is made is called causal matter which is the most subtle form of matter. Although it is called avidya, ignorance, sometimes the word prakriti, the material cause, is also used. What are its components? Sharira dvayasya karana matram The causal body, as the name suggests, is the cause of the sthula sharira and sukshma sharira the gross body and the subtle body, in seed form. Just as the seed is a potentiality for the tree, so too the causal body is the seed for the subtle body and the gross body. Karana shariram evolves into the sthula shariram and sukshma shariram. Just as the seed evolves into the tree, when... The karma of the jiva, the individual, fructifies. Along with Avidya is present millions of karma, both Punya and Papa, standing in the individual's account. In each lifetime, different deposits of karma fructify. Because of the law of conservation of matter, we know that matter can never be produced nor destroyed. Matter always exists. So, this Karana Sharira, causal body, has been present since beginningless time, but it can come to an end with self realization. What else? Sat Svarupa Nirvikalpa Rupam Karana Ignorance of one's own nature that is absolute existence, it is free from duality or division such as subject and object. This is called the causal body. During creation or srishti, out of the karana shariram will arise the gross body and the subtle body. Then during pralaya, which is complete resolution of all forms including the entire universe the sthula sharira and sukshma sharira the gross body subtle body will go back to the karana shariram as a potential seed form what is the nature of this karana sharira it has got the longest life compared to even the sukshma sharira and of course the sthula sharira sukshma sharira goes back into unmanifest form during Pralaya, which is resolution of all forms, including the whole universe. Karana Sharira cannot be destroyed, even during Pralaya, the entire dissolution. Since time is cyclical for Hindus, there are four yugas which form a Kalpa, which is roughly 4.32 billion years. The Karana Sharira becomes one with Bhagavan only, when self-realization occurs. While sthula sharira is available for all to perceive, sukshma sharira is evident only for me and not for others, but Karana sharira is not evident to me nor to others. So it's called nirvikalpa swarupam, it is indistinguishable. So to summarize, the causal body Karana Sharira is that which is in the form of indefinable, beginningless ignorance, the cause for the two bodies, gross and subtle, ignorance of one's own nature, that is, absolute existence, and is free from duality or division, such as subject and object. Every individual has got this threefold body. Sula sharira, sukshma sharira and Karana sharira. The cross body, the subtle body and the causal body. In Hinduism, death is an event. It is not the end. Jivas, individuals, go through a cycle of death and rebirth depending on which deposits of karma fructify. Bhagavan Krishna reminds us, Vāsāmsi jīrdāni Yathavihaya navāni grinhāti naroparāni, tathā sharīrāni vihāya jīrdāni, samyāti navāni dehī. Just as a person gives up old clothes and takes up new ones, so does the self, the one who dwells in the body, gives up old bodies and takes others which are new. Sometimes rebirth may happen soon after death or sometimes a Jeeva may go to Swarga or Naraka for some time before rebirth on earth or sometimes if there are too many regrets and unfulfilled wishes, the Jeeva, the individual, may hang around. Hence, it is important for the family to perform the last rites which form prayers for the onward journey of the jiva. Death is sometimes colloquially referred to as moksha because the person is free from the body. But the real meaning of the word moksha is freedom from a sense of bondage here and now. One need not wait for or after death for moksha. If the person has been studying Vedanta with a traditional guru and has self-knowledge, there is no more rebirth for the jiva as the karana sharira which was made up of avidya is no longer present as the seed. Only this lifetime continues. After death of the physical body, The Jivan Mukta, the person who was free while living, is one with Bhagavan. As is evident, the Atma can never die. Only the gross body dies and is merged with the elements. The Jiva individual lives on as Jiva or merges with Bhagavan. In the light of this Vedanta teaching, you can truly say, like James Bond, no time to to die. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful and offering insight, I do hope you will consider sharing this with your friends, family or on social media. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness, and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then our monthly newsletter, Arshavitya Bharati, is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings, and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast I would love to hear from you if you have a request or a reflection please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com that's s-w-a-m-i-n-i-j-i at discoveratma.com as always thank you for listening and we meet next week